You're listening to a sermon from the Langley Canadian Reformed Church. We hope you'll find it to be spiritually edifying. In connection with our sermon this morning, from the Gospel according to John, let's read together from Isaiah chapter 53. Our text this morning has John the Baptist proclaiming, Behold the Lamb of God. John the Baptist came in fulfillment to the prophecy of Isaiah. And John the Baptist prophesied in line with the prophet Isaiah, as we see here in our reading this morning from Isaiah chapter 53, where he speaks extensively about the Lamb of God, the suffering servant. Who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. Like one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before her shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. And who can speak of his descendants? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people he was stricken. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth, yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and to cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life a guilt offering, he will see his offspring and prolong his days, and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. After the suffering of his soul, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many, and he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. We'll now turn to John chapter 1. Begin reading at verse 29. The next day... John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, A man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him, I would not have known him except that the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is he who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen 
and I testify that this is the Son of God. Our text this morning is verse 29. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Beloved congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, as John the Baptist proclaimed in the Spirit of the Lord at Bethany on the other side of the Jordan, Jesus is the Lamb of God. Jesus is the Lamb of God. He is the Lamb as the prophet Isaiah prophesied who suffered. And He is the Lamb who died. He is the Lamb who suffered. Isaiah says in verse 7, chapter 53, He was oppressed and afflicted, yet He did not open His mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before shears is silent, so He did not open His mouth. In a way, the picture that John the Baptist and John the Apostle, as he recounts the words of John the Baptist, gives here in verses 29 through 31, crystallizes exactly who Jesus is and what his life was like. I say this because John no sooner says, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, then he says after that, this is the one I meant when I said, a a man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. That seems like a, a bit of a contradiction, doesn't it? First he speaks about him as a lamb, And then he speaks about how he is so much greater than he is. At the end of the book, in chapter 21, the Lord Jesus himself speaks of lambs as being helpless, in need, in need of help. Defenseless, powerless to help themselves. And yet he's greater than John the Baptist? How does this work? Well, this is exactly who Jesus is. This is who Jesus is as He lived on this earth. Yes, He is the Word of God. The Word eternal with God is God. He's fully God and with God from all eternal. Yes, He'll cast over the tables of the money changers in the temple of God. He'll turn water into wine. He'll heal the sick and walk on water. And yet as his life progresses, this same Jesus faces more and more opposition, persecution, suffering. He more and more becomes the Lamb. The one who suffers at the hands of others. The one who doesn't protest when he's arrested without cause. The one who has all the armies of heaven at his command, at his disposal, he could snap his fingers and they would come to his rescue. But he does not call for them. Even as he's being publicly humiliated. 
and nailed to a cross. Jesus Christ was bullied. Spoke to my catechism students this past week about that. Jesus Christ was bullied. People who had power used it against him. They picked on him. They bullied him. Now, some people, when God has struck them with a disease or has taken away a loved one, can feel like, why is God doing this to me? Sometimes it feels like God is bullying you. But God is not a bully. Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, was bullied. He was unjustly mocked, spat on, humiliated, rejected, beat, sentenced as a criminal, though he was not, and crucified. Isaiah 53, verse 3, he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering, like one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. I wonder if there's some among us who have been bullied who know what that feels like. Well, you have a Savior who was bullied. He knows what that feels like. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. He knows how to, he knows how we feel in that situation. But yet, as we read the Word of God and as it unfolds, his whole life, what John is showing us is that when Jesus was rejected, spat upon, nailed to the cross, no one stood up for Him. He's teaching us that we are just like those bullies. That we would have rejected Him right along with everyone else. We would have fled into the night like the disciples, denied Him like Peter, mocked Him like those who passed by, or ignored Him like so many in Jerusalem. We, Isaiah says, esteemed Him not. We all like sheep have gone astray and everyone has turned to His own way. When we read God's law, when we hear of God's just decrees, when we realize the grace of God in coming to us, we realize that we are the bullies. We're the silent bystanders. We're the cowardly disciples. And so the message to us is, look, the Lamb of God, the Lamb of of God. The Lamb who suffered at the hands of men is also the Lamb who died. Isaiah goes on to write, verses 4 and 5, Surely He took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon Him by his wounds were healed, verse 10, yet it was the Lord's will to crush him, to cause him to suffer, and to make his life a guilt offering. The glorious reality, brothers and sisters, 
the good news, the gospel that we revel in this morning, that we rejoice in, that we know and and trust, that we love, that we take just like a hungry laborer sitting down at the supper table after a hard day's work for a rich feast, is that the Lamb who suffered at our hands for our sin died for us. He died to take away the sin of the world. The sin of people from every tribe, tongue, and nation. The sin of people in a world fallen, sinful. The sin of all those who look to Him in faith, repentance. Yes, He died for the very ones who killed Him. The very ones who rejected Him. He died as the Lamb of God. The perfect, unblemished Lamb. The Passover Lamb. was killed for us. So that we wouldn't have to die. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The world He created sinned against Him and rejected Him. The light came into the darkness. The darkness knew it not. And He died to save it from darkness. The Lamb of God takes away our sins. Jesus Christ takes away our sins. God sent Him to be an atoning sacrifice, a a guilt offering. He suffered He was crucified. He took upon Himself the wages of our sin and died. And He died for our sins. To remove them from us. Do you realize that it was your disobedience, your sinfulness that caused Jesus Christ to die? It was my rebellion against His law. It was our disobedience that drove Jesus Christ to the cross. Do you know that? Then know that He went there to atone for your sins. To take Him upon Himself. To lay them on His shoulders. To remove Him from us and cast them away as far as east is from the west. Paid for. Forgiven. Gone. His body was broken. His blood was shed for the complete forgiveness of all our sins. Brothers and sisters, look in faith to the Lamb of God. Look in faith to Jesus Christ, the atonement for your sins. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Amen. This has been a sermon from the Langley Canadian Reformed Church. For more information, please visit us on the web at www.langleycanrc.org.